Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jobbers Podcast. We're going to be going through Hell in a Cell and Raw very, very quickly because it was, you know, it was Raw. You know, what we're used to, not much happened. So uh, we'll start off with Raw. The uh, The whole premise of the show was about the list. You know, Jericho's looking for the list. Somebody stole the list. Mike, what did you think of the storyline going in to this show and how it just kind of stopped mid-show and it didn't continue like what's the purpose of that I, I i personally feel like something was stolen from me because like the list because this show is in my hometown there you go <laughs> you know I'm, I'm a little bit upset you know i feel like us minnesotans deserve a little bit better um you know initially i liked i liked the storyline but it, it ended up going nowhere you know it wasn't like uh well whenever something gets stolen now it's just cheesy uh, I was thinking about the Sting storyline the whole time with the statue with Seth Rollins. Yeah. And uh, and it's just this whole, like, you stole something personal from me. Uh, this That type of angle needs to stop. Uh, but, uh, you know, one of the things I love about Jericho is he'll push it to its absolute most amount of potential that it has in it. You know, if that was Roman Reigns, I think we would all be contemplating the meaninglessness of existence. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. The, you know, the biggest thing for me is like, you know, he spent half the show looking for the list. The first dumb thing is Braun Strowman just has it and that's, that's it. You know, um, nobody, like my thought was Kevin Owens was going to find it and he would see his own name on the list and then yeah. he would confront him or, you know, something like that. That didn't happen. Uh, Jericho just goes and asks him for it. Braun Strowman says, say please. You know, and he gives it yeah. to him. So that's kind of dumb. And then. You know, he's looking for his personal property. The, he's boycotting the show. He's going to walk away. And then he goes out for his match at the end of the night. And what does he not have with him? <sighs> the list. Like, yeah. it's the whole thing. He spent the whole show trying to find it. He finally finds it. And then he just leaves it in the back. Like, it just, the, the just the small details to me are what ruin, you know, their logic and their stories and all that kind of stuff just makes zero sense. So, um, you know, that was kind of the premise of the entire show. Now the downside of, you know, things that we've been talking about is where does Kevin Owens lie in all of this? You know, he's getting lost in the shuffle. His championship reign is all about triple H. It's about the list. It's about Jericho. It's about Stephanie. It's, it's really rarely about Kevin Owens. So, uh, where do you see this, you know, going for him, do you think that this is like tarnishing his value to the company? Well, you know what I don't like is they're changing his character, but they're not spotlighting it. You know, KO is somebody who has a tremendous amount of talent, mm -hmm. you know, and I mean, as we all know, I mean, he, he's so funny. He's so witty. You put him on commentary and it's the best thing in the world. Yeah, for you know, sure. But he comes out and now he wears a suit. But before what made him so endearing was he was the sleeveless guy with, with, a, with a dad bod. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, but like, it's like, maybe this is a bit of a gender stereotype, but typically we find men in suits more attractive. Sure. Yeah. You know, but that's kind of taken away from his character. But, you know, we, we notice those things, you know, typically people who are dressed up are typically more respected, uh, where they're seen as more attractive and, and none of who, what made KO so cool is about those things. Yeah. He was you know, just respectful and he was funny. Yeah, it definitely brings that like professionalism more than anything, you know. Um, but at the same time, like, why did he do that? You know, like, it. And he's not like a it, member of the authority. 
No, and we don't know. Like, we don't know if Triple H has, you know, got him in his back pocket because Triple H isn't there. You know, like the main story they're trying to tell is that Triple H has chosen Kevin Owens for some reason. Yep. But yep. where is he at? Like, so, what? <laughs> like we were talking about, there's really in this feud between Rollins and KO, there's four storylines and KO is fourth. First one is, I would say, is Seth Rollins' face churned. I think that's probably the top story. Second one is the list. Third one is where is Triple H? Because that's being brought up because, you know, Seth Rollins is talking more about, you know, Triple H right now than he's talking about Kevin Owens. Yeah. And the fourth thing is, is Kevin Owens. And for somebody who is the WWE Universal Champion, uh, that still, still sounds awful. Yeah, it's terrible. It is terrible. <laughs> uh, but for somebody who is the top guy on a show for someone who is the face of the Kevin Owens show, you know, he is, he's, he's running forth in his own storyline. Yeah. It's just, it's terrible storytelling and it's not his fault. You know, like he's doing what they tell him to do, but it's like, I, I don't know. Like, I want to know who's writing this stuff. Like, do they think it's good when they hand it in? You know, like I, I just don't get it, man. So, um, you know, they're they're probably like Nickelback, those writers. They're probably <laughs> right? like writing yeah. this. This is amazing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, and then they hand it in, and then like, like they wonder why like their score is so low when you go on a website. Why does everyone hate this? You know, it's WWE right now, especially Raw, is like Nickelback. Yeah. That's really bad. <laughs> you know, but we continue to watch it. Why? I don't know. You know, um, another thing that we want to talk about is Braun Strowman. Now, his squash matches are getting old, but, you know, he did have kind of that funny moment where he, you know, had the interaction with Jericho, which is pretty good. And, you know, now that they're letting him actually speak, his character is actually coming around to where I actually kind of dig him, you know? Um, I don't understand. I, I think that they're going more of like the David Goliath thing with Sami Zayn right now, yep. where it may end up being Sami Zayn gets pushed, you know, in this scenario. But, you know, that's the only thing about this that I didn't like um, is that just how quickly he um, just tossed Sami Zayn to the side. But his character is starting to develop. And I think that the jobber stuff went way too long. But at least they're going somewhere with it. You know, like they're what, actually letting him talk. What scenario for you allows Sami Zayn to come out on top of this feud while maintaining Braun Strowman's momentum? Um, for Sammy, he's got to be the guy that just gets completely killed. You know, like he doesn't have like a ton of offense. Like you basically have to make Braun Strowman look like the monster. And maybe you have, you know, somebody come out and help. Sami Zayn win, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe they do roll something like do what? Roll up win. Yeah, you'd have to do something like cheap, you know, like Braun Strowman is uh they're they're talking about like how quick he is and how strong he is and all this kind of stuff. So you have to you kind of accent those things. Yeah. Um to where, you know, Sammy really isn't a threat because he's so much bigger, but Sami Zayn is like using his wittiness you know to win or his smarts or what like he has to kind of outthink him but you know for me like braun Strowman, outside of wwe like in real life is actually a really smart dude yeah. so you know um i i am curious if they're going to make him like the big dumb guy or you know i, I just i want to know what they're what their major plans are for his character
know, but I think that Sammy has to have that help maybe from Neville or, you know, somebody like that to where it ends up being Sammy Zayn and someone go to either the cruiserweight division or they do a tag team thing, you know? Yeah. Um, but this is kind of like the kickstart to Sammy Zayn becoming like a major, you know, player or whatever. Can you see anyone coming out and supporting Braun and having him like have like a manager or not that cause he needs someone necessarily to talk to, but like more of like a mentor type. Um, I mean, my, my thought or what I would do is, you know, right now they're pushing Braun Strowman as like the, the big guy, like a diesel kind of, you know, like the uh, powerhouse kind of dude. Yeah. But the way that they're doing stuff with Bo Dallas right now and letting him talk, I would do a split Wyatt family, kind of like NWO sort of. But Bo Dallas ends up joining Braun Strowman, and he's part of that Wyatt family on Raw. And then you have Harper and uh, Bray on SmackDown um, is what I would do. And it would work, you know, because Bo Dallas's character right now is going towards that, like, all of his promos are really, like, dark and, you know, Bray Wyatt-esque. So that's what I would do. But um, what do you think? How would you do that? Uh, if they're going to do that, like, they need to introduce, like, the Spike Dudley of the group, which needs to be Brian Kendrick. Yeah. I mean, you know, something like that. Like, yeah. he's, he's like a little hairy mini Wyatt. <laughs> right. Brian Kendrick. Yeah. He's like the Oompa Loompa Wyatt. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, no, I, I like that storyline of of Bo. I think Bo needs to be pushed. You know, you and I were talking about potential feuds for Sami Zayn after after he's done with Braun, especially if he comes out on top. And if he doesn't come out on top, then, uh, like, to me, there's only really a few ways that you can go with this. I think one's the U.S. title. Mm-hmm. Um, and if Braun wins, that would make sense to have a sort of, um, you know, Braun going up against Roman Reigns and Roman can squash him at WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> and just kill yeah. the career. I mean, do you make Sami Zayn like a giant killer kind of? I mean, like yeah. he's, he's the right now he's kind of seen as the underdog guy. So going into this Braun Strowman, it has that you're carrying over that character, you know, yeah. uh, and, to this. So and the only thing like that would make sense after that is uh, Brock Lesnar, <laughs> right? Yeah. Which to that he kills them. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. I mean, I have no faith in their storytelling. So who knows where this is going? But. Yeah, I mean, I I would love to see Reigns versus uh, versus um, Sammy. Uh, only because you know it's only a matter of time before they push Roman back in the title picture. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, and you know uh, I, they're using the U.S. title for Roman to try and get him over. And you know <laughs> I put this out on Twitter like. Only Roman Reigns and the WWE, like, can someone be talking about how much they love their family and how much they love their dad and mom? And the guy that comes out and, like, interrupts them is supposed to be the good guy. You know, like, <laughs> Rusev is talking so, like, lovingly about his family and, you know, Mama Rusev and Papa Rusev and all this stuff. And Roman Reigns, like, the big jerk comes out and interrupts him, and then we're supposed to cheer Roman Reigns. Like, I, you know, whatever. So yeah. I didn't get it. I it's not like working. I intentionally you know. botched that segment so that when Roman came out, he would get cheers because that segment was so bad. Oh, it was, yeah, it for was, sure. Okay, I, want, I mean, we don't have this on the list, but I, I, things we're supposed to talk about, but I want to get your feedback on this because is it just me or was that the worst Paul Heyman promo in a very long time? It was bad. Um, it almost seemed like there wasn't a plan, like he was supposed to go out there and talk and the crowd wouldn't let him. Or like, I don't know if it was very strange. Like it almost seemed like the crowd was 
directing what he was saying instead of him kind of manipulating the crowd. Um, and it feels I don't like know. he's turning heel again. Yeah, it was real. It was really weird. You know, um, there wasn't much that was said. You know what I mean? There, there wasn't. Like you said, it wasn't the typical Paul Heyman promo. Like he, he just seemed like he was out of it a little bit. So, um, you, know, you know, when we you don't... know what I really believe. This is what I really believe. Next month, Brock Lesnar is meeting with USADA, which is the U.S. anti or not USADA, the NASAC, the Nevada State Athletic Commission, to uh, do his stuff for his quote unquote dirty, uh, <laughs> dirty like. GNC products that he had that made him just top positive sure, yeah. steroids. Yeah. Um, to which supposedly there's like he's got some type of supplement that they can blame it on. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Ironically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good lawyers. Um, <laughs> Did he like take a regular product and like, oh, oops. Yep. yep. Yeah. And like those, and they'll test every bit of it and basically say, oh, this was in there and this is what made it test positive. It wasn't listed on the uh, supplement. Right. Yeah, all Perfect. of a sudden, while he's still taking shots in the butt. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Dude is so yeah. jacked. Name one well, 40 year old that looks like that. But no, so this yeah. is what I really believe. I really believe he's done with WWE and he's going back to UFC. You think so? I do. Yeah. Um, and this is a throwaway match. Like, I've not talked to one person that watches wrestling that has any interest in this. Yeah. Um, and you know that Brock Lesnar has one foot in, one foot out because I think that he. I think in his mind, he's all about the money, which that's fine. Uh, he's at a stage in his career where he can do that. Yep. And I think uh, UFC is where it's at, you know. Um, and I think the, you know, the Goldberg thing is like he wanted to come back one more time. It's really advertising. It's the, video, it's the video game more than anything, you yeah. know, um, which is why when he comes, like when they're doing cuts, you know, from last week on Raw and he came back, they, you know, his entrance, he comes out like, three seconds is him actually walking and they cut to three seconds of the video game. Like it's yep. just really stupid. But, um, you know, they, the 2k and WWE have this agreement now that whoever is on the cover or like what the main story of the game is, is now bringing back an old timer, you know, for yep. like one, one more time. So, you know, they're both in this for the money. The last match they had was probably the worst WrestleMania match I've ever seen. And they're doing it one more time, you know? Uh, so, I don't, I don't have any interest in it at all. And, you know, if, if Lesnar does go back to UFC, um, you know, what's the point of them hyping this up? You know, like they're making Brock him Lesnar still, you know? Yeah. I mean, they're making him like the killer, like he doesn't have any competition. So how do you book this match? Do you make Goldberg win his last one? Or, you know, if, if Lesnar wins this one, why isn't he the champion? You know, like why why aren't they promoting him as the WWE champion? Like you, you and I honestly believe this is going to be another Undertaker. You think so? I think there's two more. Yeah, Lesnar yeah. won the first one. Brock's going to win this one dirty. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a third one at Mania. Oh God, that's what I honestly believe. I hope you're wrong, but I can see it. You know, like <laughs> that's what I think. Yeah, I you know, like I don't see someone like Kurt Angle coming back to face Lesnar. No. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're probably right, you know, um, and it's, I don't know, like, at what point do they, you know, there's going to come a point in time where all the people that made wrestling big are not able to do it anymore. Yeah. So what do they do? You know, like, that's the biggest question is, like, you can only go to the well so many times before it's dry, you well, know, this so. Is, this is the sick reality for for um, for Brock Lesnar 
is he can go out with UFC like he did at UFC 200. He can have one match, and this is what he loves doing. Mm-hmm. And he can make as much money in one fight a year than he can in a whole year of doing WWE. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, on one hand, it's like the you're not uh, getting hit, you know, for, I mean, it still hurts, I'm you know, I'm sure. So WWE is, you know, uh, a scripted fight. Yep. So you're making money to not go in there and actually get punched and kicked and yeah. elbowed. No, no and one bounces off ropes in a real fight. Right. So, you know, I can tell you I would take whatever sum of money they wanted to give me to go in there and get get killed. You know, like I would I would take money right now to fight someone if that meant, you know, I got a million bucks or whatever. Like I would I have never had training for fighting ever, but if they gave me a million dollars or whatever, I would go in there and do it. You know, well, I mean, and from I might, what I heard, Punk made close to three million dollars. Yeah. So his fight lasted uh, two minutes and he trained for a year or two, you know, and he went in there and got killed by an actual fighter and he made a lot of money. So, um, you know, it's one of those things. If, if Brock Lesnar goes into WWE and gets paid, let's say it's the same, you know, like, okay, you have to agree to a part-time contract for a year with WWE and we're going to give you $6 million or you go in for one night, you know, on UFC and you, you know, have like a two round match, you know, 10 minutes and you make $6 million, which one would you pick? Absolutely. And the thing is, is with Brock and this is where, because UFC is owned by like this huge talent agency. Now what that's who they got sold to is like this big Hollywood talent agency. They're not, I mean, just look at the fight between Michael Bisping and Dan Henderson. They don't care about rankings anymore. They want pay-per-view buys. Ronda Rousey is, is headlining a show on December 30th. There's no way she deserves a title fight after not fighting for over a year and then getting demolished. Yeah, but, especially you know, everyone knows who Ronda Rousey is, yeah. and uh, no one really truly knows who um, Juliana Pena is. Yeah, and you know, I'm not a huge UFC fan. I watch it sometimes, but you know, it's one of those things like she's not even fighting the person that beat her. You know, nope. like it's not a rematch. It's just she gets a title shot and it doesn't matter who's there. So, um, you know, like you said, it's it's just all about who's going to draw money. And that's what WWE is, too. You know, yep. it's basically what they're resorting to. It's, and, you know, and that's, you know, on the UFC side of things, it's like the actual fighters that are good yeah. get pushed up the card. Well, right? and there's there's this young guy uh, in the heavyweight division and by young heavyweight young is 32. Mm-hmm. You could be like 45. And still kick butt in that division. Yeah. Um, there's this guy named Derek Lewis in there who is up and coming. He is he can tell a story. He's good at trash talking. He hits as hard as as hard can be. Um, and everybody loves him, but he can't defend the takedown. Yeah. So yeah. you know, Brock comes back, fights a guy like Derek Lewis, who is an easy matchup for him, and he's a, now he's beaten Hunt, who's he, you say he's a draw. He's beaten two top ten guys in a row. Mm-hmm. Now he gets a, a title shot to which, you know, it'll be probably do a million and a half, two million buys. He'll make t- eight to ten million dollars on the night. And, you know, I mean, that's two or three years of WWE in one night. Yeah. So, you know, my big thing is like UFC has it because it's real fighting. You don't have to really write stories. You put them in there. Whoever dominates or whatever gets pushed up the card and they kind of tell the story themselves. 
Uh, if they can talk like a Conor McGregor, it definitely helps. You know what I mean? So um, their fighting tells the story for them. And then yeah. if they can speak on top of that, awesome. WWE's thing is like you don't have that. You have to you have to push people based on their entering talent, how they can speak, how the stories are written for them. And there's zero stories right now. So oh, like, and, and that's just, not even completely true. I mean, not not to be like a jerk who's disagreeing with you, but if that were completely the case, then why is Cesaro not the champion? Because they're just not writing anything for. Him. Oh, exactly. You know, I mean, why is Bailey not killing Dana Brooke? You know, it's just. Yeah. Just, I, I mean, you know, the, the entering part of it and their speaking part of it is not the whole story. No, you know, not. that's so you have to take into consideration that you have a bunch of people that may or may not have wrestled before or may or may not have written wrestling before or told stories before writing stuff for people that have to go out there each week and perform this. Yeah. So it's, you're it's giving, just, you're handing you're handing someone a script that sucks, yeah. you know, um, so the best people aren't getting pushed right now. Uh, the best people like Kevin Owens, I think would be a great champion if they let him do what got him there. Um, to this point, you know, since he became champion, he's a completely different person and it's, you know, it just, it doesn't make sense. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things that really bothers me is that they don't take the time to develop any of the people that are right there. You yeah. know, um, it, it's just, it, well, it's gut wrenching going out there each week and not watching Enzo Amore do a promo. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things that I just won't understand until it gets fixed. And, and I don't know that that's going to happen. So, well, hey, any... man, let's, let's, let's move to hell in a cell. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> the unfortunate part of this is that all the stuff that we've been complaining about and talking about and wanting to fix is highlighted at hell in a cell because it's raw only, yeah. <laughs> the raw only pay-per-view. Um, there's three hell in a cell matches. Do you think that's too much or, you know, what's the purpose of, of some of these? Yeah, it's excessive. You know, it, it'd be one thing if it was, uh, KO and Rollins and Sasha and Charlotte, the Reigns Rusev one, it makes no sense to me. Yeah. I think yeah. like, I think what they're trying to do is plant a seed in our mind that Reigns is still on the level of KO and Rollins, that he's still the main event. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's, you know, they advertise it as a triple main event. You know, um, there's really not a main event. So if the last match goes on, you know, let's say that Charlotte and Sasha are last. Well, that's just one of the main events. So you tell us which one was the best, you know. Um, and some, you know, if we go back to the very first one, you know, there was a build where Shawn Michaels was using Triple H in China at the time to get out of matches with the undertaker. There was always, they had like a lumberjack match. They talked about doing a cage match because they wanted to keep degeneration X out of the match, you know? Um, and it ended up like the only thing that they could do is put a cage with a top on it to keep everybody out. So there was a progression in the story. Like you have to have this structure because that's the only way to make this match fair. You know, um, with these matches, like, the Sasha Charlotte thing. I understand like all of the um, history making stuff that they're trying to do with these women, but what's the point? Like it would be so much better if they made it to where like, okay, Dana Brooke is interfering in every match that we've had. Let's do a cage match. And then Dana Brooke ends up climbing that and getting involved. Now you have to put it in hell in a cell, but for Sasha to go out and just challenge her to hell in a cell, it, it, you know, for me, it's like that kills, like, what's the purpose of them being in that? Like, you know, to me, it's like 
The same thing with Reigns and Rusev. There's been nothing that's happened for, to justify them being inside Hell in a Cell other than they just want to kill each other. Yeah. So, you know, um, the storyline, again, like all of the non-storyline factors in this just completely make this uh, it feel like they just kind of threw it together, you know, for me. So I don't know how you feel about that, but, you know, what... Number one, what's the purpose of the three Hell in a Cell matches, and is it okay? I mean, do you go it's into it thinking it's okay just to have a match just for the heck of it? Or it's like, a gimmick. They they can't yeah. sell the match, so they gotta they gotta put shock on it. You know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's it, you know it's like what celebrities do before a movie comes out. They do something controversial. Yeah. Uh, you know, so what's the you know the match sucks. They don't know that. So what do you got to do? You got to promote violence. Yeah. Yeah. And I've heard that, you know, Charlotte pitched doing like a moonsault off of the top of the cell. I don't know if that's true or not, but again, like why, why put your career at risk just to put your career at risk? You know, like you're going to have a good match. Like you've had good matches like Sasha and Charlotte have put on good matches, you know, um, don't you know again we've talked about this before like i hope that they don't go out there and try and overdo it yeah. you know um but let's go into some of the undercard stuff so we got enzo and Cass versus the club it seems like they're trying to push enzo and Cass a little bit um you know the past raw or two um how do you see this one going and do you think that any of the undercard stuff really means much you know as far as the, the stories to raw or anything i think it means something in, to the extent that they can do something with it potentially yeah. mm-hmm. so um, this is my honest fear, uh, which is that the club's going to win. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is the club's going to keep winning, which is going to eventually end up with castering on Enzo. Oh, God, I can see it. Um, I hate it, but yeah, um, you know, it is what it is. You know, to me, this kind of seems like the number one contender match almost for the tag titles. Yep. We've got New Day versus Sheamus and Cesaro. I fully expect Sheamus and Cesaro to win this one. Um, I don't know how you feel about that, but it seems like New Day's kind of worn out their um, their comedy shtick and all this yeah. kind of stuff, and, and they're they're pushing Sheamus and Cesaro way too much. Um, you know, basically saying like they're they're the team that's coming together, and they you know they really have nothing in common, and it's just really stupid. Like you can just tell it's coming. I could I could see one more win. And then during that last month before the next pay per view, what's the next pay per view after the Survivor Series? Survivor right? Series, yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see something where, like, that's the moment in which they get it together. One of the big four. So it's like yeah. a big moment for them. It could be, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I just think that you know they're they're doing way too much with them right now, and they're winning. You know, this past Monday they had like that come together win almost. And, yep. uh, you know, so it's one of those things where eventually they're going to start clicking and they're really pushing them hard. So, well, it's um, interesting to me that, um, I went, they had this sale at WWE.com for the store this weekend. They had tons and tons and tons of new day shirts on like their sale. And, just trying to get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. They're trying to get rid of them, which to me is a sign that they're trying to get them, get rid of them while it's still tangible. Cause at this point, if if they are not lo- no longer winning and they're no longer champions and they eventually break up, that's a three ninety nine shirt. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And there's quite a few of them there now. You have the uh, 
some Ryback stuff. I don't know if it's still there, but oh my goodness, yeah. it, it is. It is there. Yeah, so. It's three ninety nine. Yeah, and you know it might be like buy one get one, and then yeah. they just they just want to get them out of the warehouse. So um, the the last one, and there might be some more uh, that we're missing here, but T.J. Perkins and Brian Kendrick. The cruiserweight stuff has really dwindled as far as the championship stuff for me anyway. Um, it's almost like um, some of the undercard guys are really shining and uh, TJ Perkins is just really boring other than um, I think the belt is cool. I think that his entrance is okay, but just the whole like video game jargon is just so stupid. Um, you know, like, Hey, what, you know, you press pause on your career, man. Or like, it's just so <laughs> stupid. Like, you know, what I love is like stoner Rob Van Dam to come back. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think that, they they had Brian Kendrick basically like crying to him saying that he needed it and he needed the win for his family. He's gonna uh, win. There's gonna be something like where he gets down on his knees and's like crying, telling TJ that you know he's got to win, um, and then TJ's gonna like have sympathy or something dumb, and he's gonna Rick like Flair roll him low up. blow. Yeah, he's gonna roll him up for the win, um, or he might put him in a submission or whatever, and he won't be able to get out. So um, I think that Brian Kendrick even though he's been there and uh, he's kind of one of the older guys, I think that he could bring some kind of like, I don't know, like something to that title that TJ Perkins just isn't. Um, And I thought that, you know, the Cruiserweight Classic was set up for somebody like TJ Perkins to shine, but it was like a smaller audience, you know, like people got behind him and stuff. Um, He just, for some reason, he just doesn't translate to the larger audience. And it might be just the way that they have it set up. Like who is writing Cruiserweight Classic? Um, I don't know NXT guys. I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, so you know, there's no a huge difference. Succeed. Yeah. So um, you know, and they're basically saying like, well, these guys are part of Raw, and you won't see them anywhere else. But oh yeah, it looks exactly like the Cruiserweight Classic. You yeah. know. So uh, they need to change that. They need to do a few things differently. But uh, yeah, I I I liked Kendrick uh, at moments. Mm-hmm. You know, I've really enjoyed his character for moments. Uh, I, I hated this past week, especially it was terrible. Yeah. And uh, but, you know, I think he needs to win because <clears throat> the guy that you and I both wanted there, and he hasn't been on Rob forever, is uh, Neville. Yeah. And we're seeing Sin Cara now being introduced into the uh, tag team division. Uh, it would only make sense that Neville eventually join him. Yeah, and you know, people are familiar with him. We get the high flying stuff. He's he's a decent promo. He was an NXT champion, you know, so he's got that history. And I don't know. I just think that they need to stop with the purple ropes. They need to stop with the handshakes before the matches. Like it just doesn't work on that larger scale. Like we just don't care. But it's so, it's it's a it's that the handshake thing is a clear steal from Ring of Honor. Yeah, it's just dumb. You know, um, do your own thing. Like the the biggest thing is like you know I don't know. I don't know where all these guys are coming from. Like they, they basically scoured the planet for the top wrestlers to be in the cruiserweight classic, but their promos and stuff on raw are horrendous, you know, all across the board. It's just really bad. So, you know, if, if they want to try and introduce them, they're going to have to pair them with people that have been there, you know, like can mentor them or something. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, the cruiserweight division right now is just full, you know, it, it sucks on on raw like i i enjoy a couple of the guys um you know rich swan is amazing um i like cedric alexander 
you know, a lot of those guys are, are really good. Um, and they're in ring, the in ring stuff, isn't the problem, you no. know, um, it's just the, you know, the entire setup of the division, all of the promos are, are just garbage. So they're going to have to do something different or it's just going to be a complete failure, you know? So, um, we'll go into Re- uh, Reigns Rusev real quick. How do you see this one going? Do you think that Reigns is going to dominate the entire time? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be like uh, last year's Hell in a Cell match with Reigns and uh, Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Which sucks because, uh, you know, during this whole feud, like, they're trying to push Reigns, and Rusev is the one that's really shining for me. He's just like, just how uh, passionate he is. It just comes across as funny. Well, you know, like, he is an amazing talent, and. You know, he can make bad segments okay. I mean, last year when he was doing that stuff with Lana and Summer Rae, like when that feud originally started when he was playing sort of the uh, misogynist, uh, like kind of belittling boyfriend type, Mm -hmm. he was actually really good at it. Yeah, He was like, basically, I forgive you. You just need to say sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Just like, oh, you're such a jerk. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know. They're trying to push Reigns any way that they can. Uh, he's going to end up in the title picture, like you said before, you know, too long. So who who wins the title first, Roman Reigns for the Universal or James Ellering? Ellsworth. James Ellsworth. Yeah. Reigns. Yeah. Unless uh, Ellsworth gets put in a, in a tag team or something, you know, <laughs> uh, maybe like Rhino goes to uh, you know take over his. Uh, government official stuff, and he joins. He Slater. Oh, like you know would be the best is like, what if he joined that? Uh, who is uh, the guy? Because I like big sweaty men. <laughs> oh, Johnny Knockout. Johnny Knockout. <laughs> Put those two in a tag team together. Yeah, like the worst jobbers ever. Oh, um, yeah. and then uh, put them up against like the club. <laughs> right. Yeah. Who's they're supposed to be the most dominant team, you know, there, but lose every week. Yeah. Exactly. Uh. Yeah. So. The next one, uh, Sasha. You, you agree? There's no way that uh, that Rusev's coming out on top. No, no, I think Reigns is winning. Uh, Sasha Charlotte might be match of the night. I mean, they they have the potential to be to steal the show. Yeah. I just hope that they again, like my biggest fear is they they do too much and somebody gets hurt. Yeah. Um, stay off the top of the cell. You know, uh, my biggest thing on Raw was Mick Foley had like one of the better promos that he's had. Um, talking about it and stuff like that. Um, and they just like dismissed it completely, you know? So, yeah. um, I hope that they stay off the top, you know, like don't climb to the top of the cell. Don't do anything dumb. Um, don't do what Shane did and fall on a table. Like you're going to break yourself in half, you know? Um, just, I don't know what the cells going to, you know, like what's going to be involved in that. Um, but how do you see this one playing out? I think, uh, Sasha Banks wins. Yeah. Do you see them doing anything like super crazy? I hope not. You know, I hope that when they do it, and like this is not being uh, like sexist. No. No, because there is a reason that, you know, people like you and I who are, you know, six foot four and are carrying a significant more amount of weight, we can absorb things far better than a woman who's 130 pounds. You know, and like it's not. It has nothing to do with talent. It has nothing to do with school skills. Like I, I, I hope they do something extreme because they deserve that moment. 
like Mick Foley when he fell off, when he got pushed off. They deserve something like that. Or Shane when he jumps off. You know, like do something cool like Shane did, which do the coast to coast. Yeah. You know, like do yeah. something like that. Um, I just, you know, as men, we can absorb those things better because we carry more weight. It has nothing to do that they can't do it. I just fear it for them if they do. Yeah. And beyond that, it's like the human body is not supposed to do that. Like, you know, yeah. Uh, falling like 30 feet. So I, you know, can they do it? Yes. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Charlotte do a moonsault off the top and land it, you know, as good as she could. Yes. Do I trust that everything's going to go hundred percent correct with that? No. you know, like if, if she jumps off the cell, let's say it's 25 feet in the air, you jump off the cell, you hit the table wrong. There yeah. goes your back, your leg, your arm, your neck. So, I mean, something. Yeah. I mean, um, if they're going to do something, break the roof to the, to the cell and then have her do the Somerset through like the broken roof. So, yeah, I mean, and like, like where there's still like eight to ten feet of like less impact. Yeah, and you know Sasha Banks is one of the tiniest people that they have. Yeah. So if let's say that um, they do something where they you know Charlotte does like a moonsault off of the because there's like a separation where the cells come together. You know, like there's there's basically two cages stacked on top of each other. So there's yep. like a bar that separates them. Let's say she throws Sasha on the table and then does a moonsault off of that bar onto the table. If she hits Sasha Banks wrong, like she's going to like something's going to break. You know, like uh, but that would be like the safest high risk thing that would be cool is for her to do like a moonsault off of that bar, like the middle of the cage, onto a table on the outside, you know, get it over with, do your fancy thing, whatever you want to do, and you know. To my knowledge, there hasn't been any female that's jumped through the announcer table yet. Yeah, or as far as like the new, um, the new age, you know, or the women's revolution, there's yeah. been nothing like high risk like that. So that would be perfectly fine. Yeah, or um, or do the thing like that uh, Rollins and Ambrose did a few years ago, where you both fall off and you both yeah, go through yeah, tables. Yeah, yeah, that would be fine. So something like that, you know, keep it as uh, safe as you can. Yeah, minimize yeah. it. So, um, you know, going through the table at the same time, cool. Um, Shane had like that uh, blow up, you know, kind of like the safety thing under the table when he fell off. Do something like that to where it yep. just, you know, deflates as soon as you hit it. Um, would it be kind of cheesy if they have the wrong camera angle? Yes, because we all saw, you know, like if in the audience yeah. at WrestleMania, you couldn't see that. But, you know, watching it on TV, you could definitely see that there was like a safety, um, you know, under the table for Shane, you know, when he hit it, do something like that, like help these ladies do something cool that we're going to remember, but make it safe, you know? Um, so going from there, uh, KO Rollins, do you expect this match to be any good? Number one. And, and number two, do you think triple H is hiding under the, the ring the entire time and, and comes out? I don't know if he's hiding under the ring, but I think I could see something where he, I definitely see him returning yeah, me too. Yeah, I don't know how, but, you know, I think it's too high up to be hiding under the ring for three hours. <laughs> right. Like, you you, yeah. you save that for, like, Undertaker. Yeah. Like, you know, he's, he's like, 50 years old. Like, he, he needs to lay down for a few hours. He needs <laughs> yeah. a nap. Yeah, put a TV down in there. Yeah, floor. exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. You know, so, he used to watch Andy Griffith and the and uh, Golden Girls. <laughs> yeah, Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, there's not, you know, like SmackDown right now is kind of pushing this angle with uh, like a casket match. And that's yeah. usually what they did is have someone like laying either in the casket or underneath the casket and they push it out, push it up against the ring and they roll, you know, either from the ring into the casket or from under the casket in the ring. There's nothing like that. So either Triple H is going to have to be napping the entire time yeah. or he's going to come running out. Um, I, I would love it if he came out in his Terminator suit again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, another question here is Jericho's involvement. Does he yeah. come like KO is in trouble? He comes out. Does he cost him the title? Does he, you know, um, is this where we see kind of like the fir- you know, the, the first like physical rift between them? Or, um, like, who do you see winning this one? I, you know, I see come out as Jericho comes out and he's going to do something that accidentally causes KO to lose the match. Mm-hmm. Then Rollins, like, takes advantage of it, beats them both up. Then Triple H comes out to save him. Yeah. I think, I think if this one goes outside of the cell, which I can see happening, Triple H is there and, uh, you know, Either pedigrees them through a table, or, you know, something with or without like the that. sledgehammer. Um, there's got to be one under the ring, right? Yeah. So, like, if he gets in there, um, you know, and maybe it's something too where Triple H comes in and beats the referee up. Yep. You know, you know and then they have to decide, like Stephanie, because this whole thing is based on like, does Stephanie know that Triple H is involved? Which is really stupid, but there's. I mean, gonna hey, it's got to be a revolved around her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all the stories. Yeah. <laughs> she has to be the main character. So, yeah. you know, but if the referee gets knocked out and Triple H comes out and is trying to help Kevin Owens, there has to be a decision from Stephanie yeah. or Mick Foley to get another referee out there. Well, or, and know. that's just another way to start causing rifts between, yeah. you know, those two. Yeah. So, you know, I see a lot of uh, trickery and confusion and all kinds of, you know, uh, all kinds of stuff in this one, but um, I'll say Kevin Owens retains, but there's going to be a lot of like real stupid stuff to where, you know, there's got to be something to set up because as we know, they're not focusing on KO. So there's yeah. got to be something where Seth Rollins is now going after Triple H or there's the authority, you know, Stephanie and Rollins are now butting heads more than they were before. Yep. It's not going to be like Kevin Owens winning is going to be secondary, yep. you know. So that's kind of how I see it is, you know, Kevin Owens is going to come out with the championship, but he's going to have some kind of feud with Jericho. And then Rollins is going to have the Stephanie McFoley Triple H thing going. Yeah. So, I mean, who do you think is KO's? I think KO will be champion through WrestleMania. Do you think that Finn Balor comes back to take that from him? Because uh, that man. that now that Rollins is the face, that feud is dead. Yeah, unless they bring Finn Balor back as a bad guy, which I don't see them doing. No, um, he's too. He, the kids love him too much. Yeah, so we've got you know Survivor Series. That's the best of Raw versus the best of SmackDown. So yeah, we and, know and, that, and 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 uh, was it August or September when Balor got hurt? Yeah, so we know that Survivor Series. We still have to have. KO and Jericho still have to be together. Um, just, you know, there's got to be some kind of rift there, but they're still buddies. So we've got those two still together. So, um, yeah, I think Royal Rumble, we probably see Finn Balor as an entrant. Yep. Um, I could see I'm him winning. Going to, I'm going to say, yeah, he's probably going to win unless they do something completely strange. Um, 
Because really, you would come down to, let's say Rollins doesn't have the title. Um, it would be Rollins and Finn Balor would be the final two in the Royal Rumble. Yep. You know, and then Balor wins. And then you have the KO Balor at WrestleMania. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of where I see it going. Yeah. And then you have Rollins. Maybe Triple H comes out at the Royal Rumble as well and makes Rollins lose. And then you have Here, the... I mean, this is me thinking way far ahead, but, you know, we need interesting things to talk about since WWE is not going to give it to us. Yeah, exactly. Are there going to be two different Royal Rumbles, one for Raw, one for SmackDown, to determine who is going to be the true main event for WrestleMania? Oh, wow. Um yeah, I don't know. How do you do that? You know? Um, yeah. I could see them eventually doing like a women's Royal Rumble too. Yep. You know, something You have like three that. Royal Rumbles in one night. That's too long. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Because um, that's going to be hard. Like, how do you determine the main event? Well, like, back when they had the brand split before, it was just one Royal Rumble with everybody. And then whoever won was like the main event. And then you had like the secondary story to make the main event of the other brand yep. you know so i don't see them doing two separate ones i can see them doing a women's and the guys but um i think that uh, you know whoever wins the rumble it's, it's probably going to be a raw person you know um unfortunately surprise <laughs> so, surprise yeah, yeah so and then you know smackdown is doing a really good job right now of their storytelling so they're not going to have a problem but uh yeah I, I think it would be a mistake to have two royal rumbles um even though they may only be like thirty minutes a piece, or you know, you could you could yep. definitely knock down the time, but um, it's just way too much stuff going on. Like people are, would lose interest, I, I think. So, but yeah, I think that uh, you know they're setting up Rollins Triple H for WrestleMania. They're they very well may be setting up Finn Balor KO um, number two, and you know the the downside of this is we're guessing because they're giving us really nothing to go on. So yep. yeah, yeah. Um, and then, the, and then the true main event is the third match between Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. Exactly. So, you know, we're, we're getting to a point where they're so indecisive with what the main event is. They're going to be like, here's WrestleMania. There's seven matches. All of them are the main event. You guys, you guys pick this <laughs> uh, one. You know that Brock Lesnar at this point, and this breaks my heart because I cannot detach myself from him because he says he's from Minneapolis, which that's where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And now he says when he fights in the UFC – that he was born in Regina, Saskatchewan, which is an hour away from where I was born. There you go. So hometown boy. I, I just can't avoid this guy, and like he sucks. Like I should, I should be the biggest Brock Lesnar fan in the world, but you know he's got this phallic thing tattooed on his chest that makes it look really weird. Yeah. It's just, and and not only that, just you know, it's I just can't watch someone do one move for thirty straight minutes. Yeah. So. Um, you know, I, I don't know if, how many of you out there play 2K17 or, you know, anything like that, but they have this little meter on the top left. If you do the same move multiple times in the match, it actually takes away from your rating. You know, yep. like it's not a five-star match anymore if you do 10 suplexes. It drops it down to like a three-star match. So yep. the game and the reality don't match. <laughs> so, like, they basically let Brock Lesnar do 50,000 suplexes in one match, and it's supposed to be like the greatest thing we've ever seen. And the European but, uppercuts uh, with Cesaro. Exactly. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, there's really nothing else I have to say. You know, I, I can't say that I'm excited about Hell in a Cell other than probably the uh, the women's match. And I, I want to see if they actually do something with Triple H. So is there anything Hell in a Cell-wise that you're really looking forward to? Uh, well, I can't. Who do you, uh, Just a question. Who do you think is the next one on the list? 
Might be Kevin Owens. We don't Might know. be Kevin Owens. We don't if he's if he's not already on there. Stephanie you know, could be Stephanie. Could be, yeah. Um, you know, I, it's just amazing how Ko or uh, Jericho can change his character and just roll with anything. Like this is so stupid. You know, like he just has a clipboard that he writes people's names on, and it's yeah. like the greatest thing ever. So, uh, but yeah. Um, final thoughts on Hell in a Cell. Um, anything that you're looking forward to? Uh, is Golden Truth in there? I hope not. Okay, well then, not that. Unless they're on the top of the cell and they just get tossed off. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like, I could see something like where our truth goes out there and he's like confused and lost. And then, like, you know, Kevin Owens throws him into Seth Rollins. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nah, you know, no, uh, it's another pay per view. Hopefully, they finally reintroduce Triple H. It's, it's needed. And, uh, but, you know, that's only going to help ratings for Raw on Monday. So, yeah, they got to do something. Yeah. Know? Um, because you know, World Series is on. People are going to be watching that. You know, he's, um, he's like the Ricky Williams of the NFL. He just shows up every five years. Yeah, he must be suspended right now, or so. We just yeah, don't he's know got Triple H. Is uh, he likes his uh, cannabis? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, we just broke we broke a a story here. I did. Yeah. Do you, okay. One more thing is: is it possible that Mick Foley shows up in the Rumble as Santa Claus? <laughs> yeah, it's possible. I mean, I, I can see uh, what if Mick Foley goes out, like, let's say the girls go up on the top of the cell and Mick Foley goes out there, like, to stop them and he gets thrown off again or something. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, man. You know, it, it is what it is. It's just another pay-per-view. It shouldn't uh, to be me, this cynical and jaded for us to yeah, talk about it. I know. Uh, you know, but for me, like, all the Raw pay-per-views seem like another episode of Raw. Like, it's just not. there's nothing special other than this one they're going to have so many special you know gimmick matches that it's you know it'll be fun to watch i guess but um you know the, the biggest thing is nobody get hurt you know um it's not worth like you know even though mick foley's promo was kind of cheesy it's definitely not worth losing your ability to walk because of yeah you wanting to do a moonsault off the top or you know something like that so yeah um you know I hope that everyone is safe, as safe as they can be in this thing, and uh, that's pretty much it. You know, um, let us know what you guys think. If you guys are excited about Hell in a Cell, what matches you're looking forward to, who you think is going to win, uh, give us you know some comments down below. Let us know all of your picks, and then like what what uh, the highlight matches for you guys and why. Yeah. Um, and so, I, and I apologize for the cold, guys. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you know, I'm not worried about it. Hopefully, they're not. Uh, yeah. You know, stuff happens. You know. Um, so it is what it is. Uh, let us know what you guys think. We will talk to you guys after Hell in a Cell and probably after Raw as well. But enjoy the show if you watch it, and we'll talk to you right after. Thanks, guys. I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. I've got the looks.